you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky, uh, I guess we'll call this a bonus episode, Buck. We yes, were, uh, bonus pod. We weren't even going to have one. We have we have the uh, conference call. It's going to come out tomorrow, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is number four for the week. So it's draft time. We, we're going to give you a little Christmas present. It's our Christmas. Here's our little Christmas present to the, to the audience here. <laughs> so, look, it's a big week. We have a big week ahead. And so at a lot, at, this is always a, a fascinating time because you have a lot of people overthinking what should be very simple decisions when it comes to evaluating players. And sometimes it goes back when I used to play video games with my best friends and we used to talk about study long, study wrong. Yeah. Sometimes the more you think about it, the more you overanalyze it, the more you mess it up. And so I think for these guys, go back to where it started. Trust your process. Trust what your eyes told you early and more times than not, you're going to end up being okay. Yeah, my college philosophy was study some, study none. So it was a little slightly different twist on that. I don't even know what that is. Study thing. It's amazing, by the way. You could just show up to classes in college. They don't take attendance. Like, if I can show up and just take the test and get a C, why would I come to class every day for an A? I'm going to get the same piece of paper when I leave here. Holy man. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Hey, kids, do your homework. 
Do your best. Get so A's. Work hard in class. Do all the other things. Yeah, come on. Make make good choices. Um, <laughs> all right. Today we're going to talk to Will Anderson, uh, edge rusher, premier here from uh, mm-hmm. from Alabama. Uh, we both have him, I believe. Right. We uh, your new yes. your latest top fives. He's on the top, right? Yes. Yes. He's 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 there. He hasn't changed. He's, yeah. he's number one for me. Yep. He's number one for me as well. So we're going to get a chance to visit with him briefly. Um, he's going to try and sell some hotel rooms at the end of that, uh, mm. which is always good. Hey, we're here. We're. Uh, we're opportunistic. We're capitalist uh, podcast. Uh, we're good because yeah. I, I would think I think we talk about like because uh, we talk about Marriott. It's not a shameless plug because we're gonna plug Marriott yeah. later. But I would like to think are, you should you should be a lifer now. You should be like titanium for life because I I'm titanium for life. You sh- you've had enough years on the road to be. We've known each other for twenty something years. Never have I been more insulted. Than I'm I am just right thinking now, you, you should question be, my Marriott stuff. I'm just thinking that you. I Come mean, on, man. You, you should be able to get everything. Like, like, yes. Oh, we've got them banked, man. We got a trip. <laughs> I don't want to spend them, but I, they're banked. Um, I always love that. There's all. We're gonna get to the rest of the in a second, but there's always that great feeling. I don't know if you know. <laughs> all the time we spend on the road, there's that small satisfaction of when you check in. And they go, uh, how many nights? Oh, last name, Jeremiah. How many nights are you here? I'm here for three nights. All right. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh, uh, thank you for your, uh, for your titanium, yeah. uh, titanium yeah. elite <laughs> yes. status or whatever. Yeah, I was like, well, our, our tune changed a little bit yes. there right yes. now. Yes. What so happened? Here's your, here's your welcome gift. Yeah. Here's your key to the concierge lounge. Yeah. Would you like your points or would you like the uh, <laughs> breakfast? I'm like, I don't know. The points. Come on. Always the what kind of question is that? Always the um, uh, all right. So we're going we're gonna to finish up on these team needs and, and draft uh, uh kind of discussion about mm-hmm. what direction these teams could go strategy i guess would be the right word yes uh, so we'll do that after this will anderson conversation but let's uh, let's not waste any more time here let's get to our conversation with alabama's will anderson all right buck excited to have will anderson uh joining us right now will we appreciate your time man i, I gotta imagine that there's some relief that we finally made it to draft week it is indeed it is. it's been a long process but it's been worth it it's been worth it you know, and thinking about that because the process, you should be well equipped to deal with this process after playing in Alabama. How has the stuff that you've learned from Nick Saban in terms of focusing on the process helped you handle this pre-draft process? Yeah, it's been like tremendous. You know, all the stuff that you've been through at Alabama, I think it sets you up so much for this whole process because, I mean, every day was a process. It was structure. It was discipline. And for me, that's exactly how it was. You still got to work out. Still got to make time to talk to teams. Still got to make sure you take care of your body. Still have, might have to go do a workout here and there and stuff like that. So really just staying focused on the prize. You know, it was kind of easy just because you've been through that structure. You've been through that process at Alabama and you know how to endure it. I'm curious with, with your arrival at Alabama, you, you had an immediate impact jumping in there as a freshman. How, you know, you get ready to make that next adjustment from college to the NFL. How were you able to navigate it so successfully going from high school to on the campus there at Tuscaloosa? Yes, yeah, sir. So for me, it was just my mentality and how hungry I was for it. And I feel like that's what I'm going to have to bring to the NFL for me with my rookie year. But really just working hard, keeping my head down, you know, being the first one in, being the last one out, you know, doing the extra stuff I need to make sure that, I, you know, my, my I'm really big on preparation. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's making sure that whatever, like what play I, I need to know or uh, the playbook, everything like that, I'm, I'm doing whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm remembering it, I'm getting it down, I'm seeing it, I'm a visual learner and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I got to do all the necessary steps to separate myself and work hard and outwork everybody. So that's just how, you know, my approach was going into college, and that's how my approach is going to be going to the league. 
You know, Will, it's, it's so interesting that you talked about you're big into preparation because I think DJ and I both agree on this. When we watch you play, it's more than sheer athleticism and happenstance that leads to those plays. We can tell that you incorporate technique, that you have a vision for how you want to get to the quarterback. Who are some of the guys that you've either patterned your game after or guys that you study to add tools to your toolbox each and every year? Yeah, so for me, I like watching like Khalil Mack, Von Miller, and Nick Bosa because all of those guys are like speed-to-power guys who know how to work off speed to power, who like to do bull swipe, fork lift, and everything like that. So for me, like I like catching the hands, uh, lift them up, even giving an inside move or an outside move and stuff like that. So those are guys that I kind of like watch for my game. Well, you're fun to watch, man. And to me, one of the frustrating things for me has been somehow it's got out there, some people have this opinion that somehow your play fell off from last year to this year. How bad does that bother you when you pull up the numbers you got 100 more opportunities to rush the passer the year before than you did this year because you guys were rolling guys through. Your pressure percentage this year was higher than it was last year. So it feels like to me, if, if I was you, I would be extremely frustrated with some of the conversation out there. How do you handle it? Yeah, for me, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to know what you do every day. You got to know yourself. Like, nine out of ten, some of those people don't know football. They just <laughs> look at sheets, you know what I'm saying? And I know, like I said, my preparation – led to everything that, you know, I produced this year. I still, like, even if you don't look at the stat sheet, like you said, the pressures. As an edge rusher, it's not only about getting sacks. It's about affecting the quarterback, and it's different ways to affect the quarterback as an edge rusher. You get them to get off the spot, throw interceptions, get them to throw the ball out of bounds, helping other people around you make plays by pressuring them. So when you look at an effective pass rusher, those are all the things you have to take into account as well. And having double-digit sacks again two years in a row in the SEC I think that really just speaks volume to the type of player I am and the type of person that, you know, they helped me and mold me at Alabama to be. So, you know, I really don't pay attention to all that stuff mm-hmm. because I know who I am and I know the type of work and preparation that I've put in to be in the position that I'm in right now. Okay, so I got to talk to you about one of your teammates because he appears to be very similar in terms of really diving into the preparation, and that is Bryce Young. Uh, give us some secret sauce. Like, what is the key to his consistency and his success when y'all were together at Alabama? Yeah, um, Really just doing everything the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, he loves football, and he's going to take the necessary steps to be better than everyone. You know, so that's whether he's in there meeting with coaches, um, watching film while we get in treatment, all the good stuff, staying after late at practice. And I think that's what separates him from a lot of people. He takes the necessary steps that other people won't do, and that's why he's so special. How about these visits and getting a chance to spend time with these teams, Will? Uh, you know, with the Houston Texans picking it, too, there's been a lot of buzz, a lot of talk about you being in the mix for them with that second overall pick. Uh, maybe not even them specifically, but how have the visits gone for you, and, and what have you taken from that process? Yeah, actually, like, the process is smooth for me. I only had three visits. I had Houston, Detroit, and the Seahawks, and they were all really great visits, great coaching staff, great culture. Um, all of them are building something great. I can speak highly about all three of those teams. They do a really great job there. Um, you know, whatever team I get to, I'm going to be very excited. But all of those teams do a really good job. Okay, so then we're going to talk about your process. I got to know what your process is today. What are you doing for Courtyard by Marriott today? Yeah, so basically it's really exciting. So Courtyard by Marriott, the official, you know, hotel for the NFL. Courtyard will be, you know, hosting a VIP fan area at the NFL draft. There will be rewarding 32 fans, you know, with tickets that will be handed out by me. Um, in Kansas City downtown at 4 p.m. So I'll be there. Hope the fans will be there so I can hand out some tickets. So I'm excited about that. 
Well, I want you to know you're talking to two guys who scouted the NFL for a combined over 20 years. So Marriott point wise, Will, you've got more sacks. You've got more sacks than we do. I guarantee you we have more Marriott points than you've got. Well, come on down there. You can help me out. I got some free sweet nights. I need to cash in some yes. of these free sweet nights that yeah. I've got here, man. We got we to get together on that. We got a room for you on the top floor. All right, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Last thing. Serious question. I'll let you run. Uh, Dreamland Barbecue. Uh, overrated, underrated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we asked real questions here. Yeah. <laughs> Medium rated. Oh, wow. <laughs> he took the easy yeah. way out. Take the easy way out. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, we are excited for you. We both love you as a player. We've heard nothing but great things about you as a person. We appreciate your time here. Uh, excited for you. Enjoy a week from tonight. Uh, when you hear your name called, all that hard work paying off. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. Have a nice day. All right, Buck, he was great. Um, you know, big time, uh, big time talent. And you could see, I thought you had the perfect question asking about pass rush. I think that, that was the answer we learned the most about Will Anderson. If we were in a team meeting, whether it was the combine or he's on his visit, that answer Everyone should close up their notebooks after that. Because the one thing that we want from our blue chip prospects is to have a a blue collar level of work ethic and really dive into the preparation. His ability to articulate how he approaches the pass rush, given the series of moves and what he's learned from watching other guys. To me, I am all in on Will Anderson because when you watch him on tape, he doesn't necessarily win because he's the best athlete or the most explosive player off the edge. But he has some technical savvy that allows him to do it. And in watching Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa and some of the other technicians win consistently off the edge, Will Anderson is going to be a solid pro because he has all the ingredients to be a great one. Nabil strikes me as a cologne guy. Uh, is obsession, is that a men's fragrance <laughs> or a women's fragrance? <laughs> I wear a Versace Dylan Blue. Yeah, but we're asking I'm about asking obsession. A question. Obsession. Obsession. Is that a man's fragrance or a woman's fragrance? I'm gonna look at it. Like, do we know? Like, we should. We should. Know doesn't know back there. No. No. It's for, for woman. Okay. 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 Now, okay. I just want to properly right. context this, but to okay. me, like, that's that's what that's what I think of when I think of these great players and pass rushers. There's an obsession with it. So it's funny. It reminds me of that deadline from Adam Sandler in his most recent movie, where he talks about obsession beats talent mm-hmm. every day. And so his obsession, his uh, ability to really dive into and to want to be great as a pass rusher is going to surpass what other guys may have that are more talented to him, but they just lean on that athleticism. And so I'm all in. I'm ready to really, uh, I won't say bet the farm that he is going to be a high-end player, but he has he has the tools and the traits. I can't wait to see where he ends up. Uh, also an Usher song, I want to say. Oh. My Obsession. This right. is my... Yeah. This is my... my confession. 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 That was so confession. close. Confession. Confession. So, but if you want to change the words, it's easy to do. <laughs> it's easy to do. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to jump into these NFC needs. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. 
And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen seems like an easy choice to me columbia pfg has you covered with their castback tc shoe its omnimax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot say fighting a fish not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat 
So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. All right, Buck, let's uh, let's jump into this. We knocked out the AFC the other day. So if you're a fan mm-hmm. of an AFC team, you're going to want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, we're going to flip it over. We're going to do the NFC today. And let's start with the NFC East. Um, let's start here with the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, the rare opportunity to have two first-round picks on a year you're in the Super Bowl. They picked 10, uh, courtesy of that trade with the Saints. They picked 30. Um, they have 62 and 94. So those are their picks in the, in the first uh, three rounds. You look at what happened in the offseason – you lose Miles Sanders, you lose Isaac Samalo, you lose Javon Hargrave, that's a big one. You lose TJ Edwards, a linebacker, um, safety slash nickel, CJ Gardner-Johnson, another safety in Epps. So a lot goes out. They bring in Pitt, uh, Rashad Penny, they bring in safety Trail Edmonds. So the, late, the areas we're looking, linebacker, running back, safety, you know, a, another defensive lineman, whether it's an interior guy or an edge guy, and I would say corner just because obviously you have the age of, of those guys and not being locked up long term. Well, the beauty of what the Eagles have done is they've set themselves up to really take best players. Uh, we have talked about the philosophy on the podcast numerous times. Uh, early rounds, they like to invest in the trenches. They also like to invest in playmakers, particularly skilled guys on offense outside. And so, to me, if you're the Eagles, you just sit and, and, and wait at 10. If you want to get another big guy, another big body to add in the rotation, you certainly can do that. You can begin to prepare for, A, when Lane Johnson departs, maybe we need to get an offensive tackle. You can continue to add a pass rush to go with that deep and talented rotation that they already have. And then if you want a cornerback, either at 10 or at the bottom of the first round, you can get another one. So for the Eagles, to me, they don't have any pressure on them knowing that they're just going to continue to build their team because they've done a great job of building their team and they've staggered the depth of their talent where they don't need young guys to come in and make immediate contributions. And that's what they did last year. So Jordan Davis didn't have to play a huge role. He's going to be a big part of what they're doing this year. Uh, obviously, you look at the linebacker position, Kobe Dean, he so, sat for a year. Yep. Steps right in. So I, I think when you look at their roster, I don't think you look and say, oh, there's this hole they need to plug or they need to fill. They can go best player available and they can do it at important positions. I do think there's a luxury there. If they wanted to take Bijan Robinson, I've advocated mm-hmm. for it. You know, I think, shoot, you plug him in. This is a, a two team conference with the Eagles and the 49ers. And now you've got your Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he would certainly make a difference. If we were playing video games, I would want to put uh, fantasy mode. I want to plug Bijan Robinson right there because the combination of Jalen Hurts and Bijan Robinson being able to run the football the way they do, uh, it would be problematic for a lot of teams, not just the teams in the NFC, but in the Super Bowl, you have to deal with them in the AFC as well. All right. I think they end up with an edge rusher at either 10 or 30. I'll be shocked if they leave the first round without at least one edge rusher. Uh, Nolan Smith will be one I keep an eye on for them. Van yeah, Hassan, is another one. Hassan Reddick clone. There you go. Um, all right. Cowboys picking 26, 58, and 90. Um, you look at them in the offseason. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, uh, Connor McGovern out, Brandon Cooks in, Stephon Gilmore in. Um, you're looking at defensive line, running back, you know, continue to, to address the offensive line, which they've done recently in the linebacker position uh, are some areas they could look here. So if we're going to go pick 26, Buck, um, also that, you know, mm. you look at the tight end position. Tight as end well. is wide open. I'm yeah. eyes on tight end. A few reasons why I'm thinking tight end. Mike McCarthy takes over to playmaking and play calling. And so he has always had multiple tight ends that were a part of his offenses in Green Bay. And so I respect him. You lose Dalton Schultz, you want to have someone that can control the middle of the field. This has to be the draft that you're using to make sure that Dak Prescott gets back to playing at a level that was fringe top five level. And so the only way that you can do that, surround him with weapons, playmakers over the middle field, and a playmaker behind him in the backfield, 
because you have Tony Pollard on a, on attack, I want to make sure that I have a complimentary back to Tony Pollard. I like him in the role that he played last year. I don't know if I want to elevate him to the full-time heavy workload back. Maybe I get a bigger back to compliment him, whether it's in the first round or the later rounds, but it has to be a size banger back to go with Tony Pollard so he can be the sizzle coming out the backfield. I like that. All right, let's get to the Giants. The Giants are picking 25, 57, 89. So each of the first three rounds, they've got their picks. Um, You look at the offseason. They add Waller in the big trade. They add Crowder. Um, they add uh, Okereke, the linebacker. They add uh, safety in McCain. They lose Feliciano. They lose safety in, in Julian Love. This is a team last year offensively bucked, tied for 27th mm-hmm. in sacks, um, 26th in passing yards per game. I, to me, I, I look at offense and I look at weaponry and continuing to get more juice on this on this group. Yeah, you, get, you have to have juice. And so the juice comes in a few different forms. Uh, they've tried to add more explosiveness to their wide receiver core. So I understand and like what they've done there. So if they take a wide receiver in the first round, to me, that's more of a – I don't want to say a luxury pick, but they're kind of adding to what they've already done in the offseason. But I will keep an eye on a wide receiver coming there at some point. This is also an opportunity for the Giants. We talk about Saquon Barkley and what is going to happen with Saquon Barkley. He is on that tag, but are the Giants going to commit long money to Saquon Barkley on a big deal? Or is this an opportunity for them to find a young guy that can eventually be his replacement? Not necessarily in the first round, but a high-end running back that maybe you take in the second round to give them an opportunity. But whatever it is, this has to be about making sure they support Danny Dimes. You paid him the money, so now you got to make sure that you can help him elevate his game with the personnel around him. You know, I say weapon, and you know, when you really look at it, I'm going through all their, their names here. Isaiah Hodgins flashed last year as a mm-hmm. big receiver. You bring yep. over Paris Campbell, who can run just has been healthy. Uh, Wandale Robinson has shown us some good things. Again, a little undersized. Crowder, undersized, good player. Slayton can get down the field. Sterling Shepard's been solid. Like, it's a lot of names that they have mm-hmm. there. Now, I don't think there's a number one in that crowd. So, and this is an interesting conversation, and we, we won't go too deep on this, but that they can line up and play. That's going to be a better group than mm-hmm. what they played with last year, no question. I would say if you were looking for somebody that's different than kind of what they have, I mean, we're both kind of we've both been up and down a little bit mm-hmm. on Quentin Johnson, but if you're looking at him, saying, "Okay, this gives him a big, fast guy." Well, I mean, that's the one thing because I think Isaiah Hodgins, he's he's, he's huge. He's six three. He's, he's almost he's six a, he's four. A guy, but the rest he can't run like that. Yeah, though. but the, the rest of the guys that they have are more on the the smaller sides, and so you want to expand the strike zone for Danny Dimes. So that is a good pick, and it might be someone. Maybe we talk about Cedric Tillman. Maybe in the second round, some somebody that's bigger that can expand it, that can play like that physical brand the ball that you might need uh, from one of your playmakers on the outside. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. Uh, let's go to the Commanders here. They are picking 16, 47, 97. This is a team. Uh, obviously, the quarterback situation, it looks like they're committed right now. Um, they're at least going to give every opportunity in the world um, to be able to go out there and play. So, I, to me, are you buying that, by the way? I guess I have to. I mean, uh, it. It's, it's, it's weird that they're so bought in. because, And I love Sam Howell, him being a former Tar Heel or a Tar Heel. He... He's a fifth round pick, though, and he played one game. Yeah, and so a, I understand glimpse. the San Francisco 49ers fascination with Brock Purdy because you saw it over. I mean, it's still a small sample size, but you saw it multiple games. You saw him doing it in different situations. With Sam Howell, we're talking about like one and done, one and done, and he's the starting quarterback. Yes, you backstopped him with Jacoby Brissett, but 
Are we comfortable going into the season with that, particularly knowing that there's an ownership change and everyone is coaching for their, 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 their coaching lives in Washington? I don't know, man. I think you have to at least consider it if there's a quarterback that, that falls within range. So I'm going to ask you a very specific question here. Pick 16, Ron Rivera, Carolina Panthers background. You have that same background. If they're going to take a corner at pick number 16, who fits Ron Rivera there at that spot? I've said this all week. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. That's to what me I was strikes thinking. it. He reminds me a lot of Josh Norman in terms of uh, the way Josh Norman played at Carolina. He can bump, can play off, can play man, can play zone. Uh, wasn't the most fluid athlete. That's kind of what Joey Porter Jr. is, but he's long, he's competitive and feisty. To me, he is the perfect fit for how the commanders want to play on the outside. Yeah, I, I love getting that from you. I'm gonna, um, I promise, I will properly attribute that when he gets when he gets picked. <laughs> I'll properly because you have been singing that tune. But I think it's helpful to know kind of what their type is. Um, let's go to the Vikings. Let's get the NFC North. Uh, Vikings are picking 23 and 87. This is an offense last year uh, didn't really run the ball very well, tied for 27. Defensively, though, they were 31st against the pass. They had Marcus Davenport. They had Byron Murphy, so you had a pass rusher, you had a corner. Some losses, obviously, Thielen, Irv Smith, the tight end, Patrick Peterson, the corner. Uh, Eric Kendricks, I think, is actually a pretty big loss for them mm-hmm. at the linebacker position, considering there's not a lot in this draft. No. So what, what do you think they're going here? Pick number 23, um, and then, again, they're not picking again until 87, which needs to be uh, reminded to folks, if the Vikings are going to be a team that we've pegged as potentially a quarterback team, they're missing a key asset in the second round pick to, to go up. Yeah, they are missing that key asset. And so uh, quarterback would be in play if one of the quarterbacks are available at 23. I think you have to consider it. Kirk Cousins is in the last year of that deal that is fully guaranteed. So that's a part of it. But the other part of me, if I'm Kevin O'Connell, I'm looking at what Justin Jefferson is able to do. And Adam Thielen has kind of been banged up and they've been able to get away with some of the other guys that are playing. But is this an opportunity to go – and, and enhance what you have at wide receiver, uh, put another route runner opposite of Justin Jefferson, and now play the kind of ball that you have to play. Because let's be honest, I don't know if they can fix their defense in one offseason, but what I do know offensively, that offense was good enough to get them to the postseason. And so let's continue to add upon that while we're working to fix that. And remember, Brian Flores is coming in because it's going to be a more aggressive, a, a, a physical, nasty defense that really tries to specialize in making turnovers. So if I have that in my back, in my background supporting me, I'm going to be really aggressive on offense. I, I would look for an offensive playmaker to be a pick. Yeah, I, to me, I, Jordan Addison being there just makes too much sense. I think he would fit beautifully. He's the, you know, if you look at, at Robert Woods playing in this offense, mm-hmm. having some success, I think he can play in that in that type of uh, spot. Two route runners, we've seen it. I mean, yeah. we saw it with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Like whatever you do in this offense, if you have multiple route runners, you have an opportunity to create a lot of big plays. All right, the Detroit Lions, I think the most intriguing team in this draft. They pick six, they pick eighteen and forty-eight, fifty-five. And that is, they have four of the top fifty-five picks. They are set up, and to me, when you look at, at what they've done in the offseason, they add David Montgomery, they add Marvin Jones, bring him back. Cam Sutton and uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson throw them into the secondary mix. Obviously moved on from Akuda with that trade uh, with Atlanta. So this is a defense last year, Buck, 29th against the run, 30th against the pass, 30th and third down. So 
to me, the way you can solve a lot of those problems is you get somebody that helps you on third down. Because yeah. your pass defense is going to get a lot better if you're good on third down. Yeah, your pass defense is going to get a lot better. So you think about pass rusher early, you think about inside or outside Corner. pass rusher, think about cornerback, being able to do it. And listening to Brad Holmes uh, talk at this press, he talked about we're in a good situation where we have flexibility to be able to do anything. I will put this because I'll put an asterisk by it. If there's something crazy that happens at quarterback, whereas C.J. Stroud is sitting there at six, if you're the Detroit Lions, it might be a great opportunity to get your quarterback of the future because it's really a luxury item. You don't expect him to be there, but if he's there at six, I think you have to at least have serious conversations about, is this a chance for us to take a guy that we have the luxury of being able to sit him behind Jerry Goff, who's playing well for us? Similar types, similar you know, play style. But, but we, can, we can play the long game and having a QB1 in the holster waiting to develop. I'm with you. Uh, they are in position to do some damage in this draft, by the way. And I would be shocked. Um, I would be shocked if they don't turn one of these four picks in the top 55 into an asset next year. Oh, you should. You should. You, you, should. Want, you want extra picks every year. You keep, always keep it going. You always, you always want to be in a position of power. Also, next year, we talk about the quarterback class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about those guys who could be in it. You always want multiple picks in the first round because it gives you an opportunity to get in that mix if you ever need a quarterback. I think there's certain years where you could say, okay, let's cash in all the chips. Last year was a, was a draft mm-hmm. that matched up with the Jets' needs. So they, they came back in. in and just said, we're going to go all in on these top four guys. And that draft matched up, and they hit it out of the park. I don't know if this draft is like that for Detroit. I'd be trying to get some extra picks next year. Yeah, because I think this, this draft, and we've talked about it, like smaller number of blue-chip prospects, large number of very good prospects. But if you have an opportunity to dig into a deeper, more talented draft pool, hey, let's punt. Play defense, and we'll come back next year and, and get it right. All right, the Green Bay Packers, they are picking 15, 45, and 78. At the moment, maybe they add to that pile. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this is an offense that was 24th in the red zone. This is a defense that was tied for 27th in sacks. They were 26th against the run. Um, they lose Alan Lazard. They lose Robert Tanyan on offense. So I know we've talked about the wide receiver position, Buck. Um, it's something they traditionally haven't done in the first round. I I still think that 45 would be more of a target mm-hmm. for them with a wide out. If we're looking at 15 and we're going to go with a tight end, and so I'll give you a this or that question. Let's say you're sitting there at 15 and you have your pick of any of the tight ends, whichever one you fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also are, are looking at edge rushers that consist of, let's go uh, Murphy. Miles Murphy would be in that mix. Um, let's say Van Ness. And let's I'm going to take the tight end. Against the field. Okay. And the only reason why I'm going to take the tight end is because the tight end is going to be the easiest way to make Jordan Love comfortable. It's the shortest throw. It's right over the middle of the field. And when you look at young quarterbacks, a lot of them really excel at in-breaking routes inside the numbers. Let's get the best tight end. So I'm going to say let's get Dalton Kincaid as opposed to Michael Meyer. Because Michael Meyer, to me, is more that combo wide tight end. He wants to, like, do his yeah. dirt. He can block in the run game. He can catch. But – Don Kincaid is a little more dynamic. And so I'm leaning towards Don Kincaid being the pick 15 right over the middle field. Let him be a weapon. I want Jordan Love to be comfortable because he has to kind of hit the ground running this year. There's a worship song called Waymaker. And for some reason, I've got Playmaker. I've changed the, I've changed <laughs> the lyrics, which is probably sacrilegious, but I've changed the lyrics when I'm looking at the, at the Green Bay Packers. So just get somebody to make a play. Get somebody yes. else to add to that mix. They have to. Christian, Christian Watson will be fine. Romeo Dubs is fine. But you want a young guy over the middle field. They all can grow together. 
Yep. All right. Bears, Bears picking 9, 53, 61, 64. Um, I got us in all kinds of hot water with all the Bears fans when I talked about the idea that if Richardson's <laughs> there at 9, they have to at least have the conversation. Nothing wrong with having a conversation. Have the conversation. That's all we're saying. This is So a- here's what I want people to understand. We spent an entire day when I was in Carolina talking about Matt Jones. You remember Matt Jones? Yeah. The wide receiver from Arkansas that went to Jacksonville in the first round. He was a quarterback at Arkansas. Yep. On the heels of... Having a good team, we talked about Mac Jones potentially being our quarterback because we saw Michael Vick doing all of that quarterback run stuff. So these are conversations that you have. Yeah, you burn up a day talking about it, but yes, you have to at least entertain it. If Anthony Richardson falls to you at nine, you have to at least have the conversation. Not saying that you pull the trigger, but you got to talk about it. I, I will. I will add on to that and say this: If Anthony Richardson is on the clock at nine, and you are having your first organizational discussion. On Anthony Richardson at pick nine, it's you, a problem. You are in big trouble. <laughs> you know, fifteen minutes is hard. To you make are decisions. not doing your homework, <laughs> and I don't. Decisions. That doesn't strike me from what I know about polls and what I know about Enates Cunningham yes. that they're doing their homework. Yes. So, yeah, um, that's that's where we are there. But anyways, let's let's go Bears. Let me let's look at a couple ways they can go here. You're looking at uh, edge rusher. You're looking at corner. You're looking at offensive tackle. To me, a team that's last in, in, in passing yards per game, that's 29th in sacks, and they've done some things on the offensive line, Buck. Mm-hmm. I look at this on paper, though, and I do not see an above-average offensive line. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this is an average offensive line. I do not see an above-average offensive line. So, to me, if you got your pick of the offensive line, I, whatever one you like, I mean, I, I'm personally a Skaronsky fan, Yeah. but if that's, if that's Jones, if that's Paris Johnson, if that's Darnell Wright, I don't care, but to me... If you're if you're in going forward, Justin Fields, you got to be better up front. You got to be better up front. And DJ, we saw it last year with the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks doubled up, yeah, offensive yeah. lineman doubled up, and it worked out for them. So for me, we talk about this offensive line before we can even think about the fun part, the, the the bills and whistles that go around Justin Fields. You got DJ Moore, you have these weapons, but if he's on his back, you won't have an opportunity to get to him. And so you want to build around Fields, make sure he's protected, he's upright. But at some point. Matt Eberflus is going to be knocking on Ryan Poe's door like, hey, man, I can't play the style of defense that I want to play unless I have someone on the inside of the three technique or someone on the outside who can rush the passer. At some point, they have to address those issues. So, again, though, if you're looking at the defensive front and the offensive front, um, you know, look, there's some interesting guys I think that will be there when they pick uh, when they come back and pick at 53. Mm-hmm. Um, again, remember, they don't have pick 32 as a Chase Claypool trade. Yes. Man, that'd be nice to have that pick. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, they are picking 53. So at, at that point in time, man, that's a lot of good offensive linemen off the board. I can make a case. I can find an edge rusher. I can, uh, you can, take I a can find a guy. Yeah. I feel To me, I'm just getting at If you're going to go O-line, D-line, I think you've got to go O-line first. Well, I mean, you look at the talent. The talent is different. The disparity, the drop-off is different between the offensive tackles and the edge rushers. So you take the offensive tackle early because you're going to have the pick of the litter. Up there, you can have one of the top two or three right there in your wheelhouse at nine. So you have to take that guy. You can come back. We've talked about edge rushes. You can find them outside of that. But yeah, it's a deeper pool of talent at edge rusher than it is at offense. Can tackle. I give you an impossible question, real quick? All right, we're in the room. We're on the clock. Hey, Bucky, you 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 stamp your you put your stamp on Bijan Robinson right here at number nine. I know we got other needs. We take Bijan Robinson. Oh my gosh, I love him. But, <laughs> I told but, you I was putting you on the spot. But I, I feel like he'll be ducking and dodging. I think he would become the the 
this version of Saquon Barkley because yeah. he's he's ducking and dodging guys in the backfield. So we won't get a chance to really see him at his best. And as you have said, I don't know if this team is ready to drop the premier running back in. I don't know. We might waste his prime years while we're trying to get good. We might need to wait a year or two before we put in that that five star running back there. Amen. So I can I can I can say it out of both sides of my mouth here. Third rated player in the draft. Love him. Think he's got a chance to be a, a perennial Pro Bowler. Not the right pick for the Bears right now. Can 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 get the best out of him right no, there. No, no, no. Detroit is interesting. We didn't talk about that scenario. Yeah. But if he's there at pick eighteen, maybe you pass him once if you're Detroit. But it's like if it's fate at that point in time. If he still comes to us at pick eighteen, you're teasing me. You're teasing I, I can't. Me I mean, come on, man. It's yeah. too much. I got to take him. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the next division, the NFC South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're picking 1950-82. Uh, this is a team, obviously the quarterback situation, you bring in Baker Mayfield, you've got Kyle Trask, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, you look at the safety position, you look at continue to add edge rushers. This is an offense that was last in the league in rushing yards. They were 25th in points per game. Obviously Tom Brady no longer there, Fournette is gone. Um, you look at uh, Tackle, Smith is gone, Shaq Mason has been traded. So this Jeez. is a different look looking team right different now. Different looking team. It doesn't it doesn't look good right now on paper. But there's still time to continue to fix this, but they don't look good on paper. So, if we're doing this and this is a full rebuild. We're 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 in full HGTV mode. Oh, we got to start with the basics. Which side of the ball do we feel like we can get to great quicker? Is that the defense? Can we somehow keep the score down in the NFC South, where we may be able to squeak it out, because we're going to play very conservative on offense. We have Baker Mayfield. I know we have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but we're not going to light it up. We're not trying to throw it all over the yard. And remember, Drew Canales comes over from the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to run the football. To me, this is a let's go heavy on defense. Let's see if we can get that defense back to playing at a top 10, top 5 level, and then see if we can manufacture some points that way. Yeah, to me, I think about waves of rushers. Um, you look at the corner position, they brought back Jamel Dean, which is a little bit of a surprise, mm-hmm. right? They're able to get him back in the fold. So we got Carlton Davis there. Um, I, you know, corner is a possibility. I, I would say I would not be surprised if this is just another edge rusher to throw into their pile. You have to. You have to. I mean, they've been at their best when they've been able to get after it. Ty Bowles wants to crank up the pressure. They crank up the pressure and create chaos at the line of scrimmage. So, yes, somebody. Somebody at the line of scrimmage that can make uh, create disruptive plays has to be the pick. For the All right, players. so I get to give you a couple of players then. So if I tell you right now, it's Miles Murphy, Will McDonald. Where are you going? Oh, I could go either one, but Will McDonald may get the nod over Miles Murphy, even though I have a high grade on Miles Murphy. There's something about Will McDonald's energy and his ability to kind of bump inside and do some creative things. I was talking with the GM the other day, and he said, "What's wrong with Miles Murphy? Like, what people kill him? Up? I'm like, nothing. I, he's look, it's the he's, helmet." Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's a ghost of Cleveland so, Farrell or something. Cleveland Farrell, Vic Beasley, yeah. Kevin Dodd, mm-hmm. Shaq Lawson didn't mm-hmm. play up to things. So you have all these guys that have come from Clemson. Ghosts, that, yeah. Yeah, so the ghost. So you have to get past the ghost and to do that. So it's not his fault, but it's the ghost of those Clemson pass rushes of the past. Yeah, I say he's a good player. I just uh you know, I just don't know how much he, you know, I, I don't know how much he's seen of his ceiling. I think there's more there with him. So I, mean, I like Miles Murphy. Yeah. I have him. I just have him. He's my in my final list, which will come out next week. He's 22. So right. I have him third as a pastor. As a yeah, he's, he's my, my he's list. he's my he is my uh, Miles Murphy is my fourth, I believe. Um, so he's he's right in that mix. Uh, so I've got him one spot over Will McDonald. Um, all right, now let's get to the Panthers. The Panthers one one Bryce Young. 
Let's mm-hmm. move on. Uh, two pick 39, three pick 93. Uh, this is a team offensively challenged last year, 29th in passing yards per game, 30th and third down. So if you look at this offense looks like, and let's, um, you know, I want to get ahead of ourselves, but if we assume Bryce Young is in mm-hmm. the mix here, you've got Bryce Young now at quarterback. You've brought over Adam Thielen to put him in the mix. Um, you know, this is an offense in the backfield. You feel good about where you are there. So there's, there's some pieces in place here. I wish... Gosh, I wish when you're breaking in a new guy, you had Christian McCaffrey in the mix as mm-hmm. well. Uh, you don't. Um, but when you look at the direction they could go here at pick number 39, Buck, uh, corner is a, is a spot where, you know, you look at where they are. They've got J.C. Horn. Um, they've got Dante Jackson still is a good mm-hmm. player. Uh, what's Why am I blanking on his name here? C.J. Henderson who came over yes. from, from that trade. So they're okay there. I have that down as one of their needs, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop that one off. Continuing to add edge rushers, um, or do you just say screw it? We're gonna we're gonna go all in with our quarterback. We've brought in DJ Chark. We've got Adam Thielen. The offensive line's not bad. We've got Miles Sanders, who we brought in. Is it another? Is it just another weapon? Uh, what about tight end? What about working in the middle of the field? Well, they signed Hayden Hurst, good player. Do we need two? Let's see. You have got, Hayden Hurst. He's fine. He's solid. They've got Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble. I mean, okay, good guys. So but I don't good. think they have a one. Yeah, I, I think this at thirty nine. For the Panthers, it comes down to the cliche, like the best player available. Because there's going to be someone that falls out of the first round that's going to be staring at them right at that point. And so do we want to continue to look at the offensive line? Do we want to do something to help uh, Bryce Young? Can we find a wide receiver at that point that may have been underrated that gives them some of that stuff? I think it's really wide open for that. I don't know if they have to necessarily pinpoint or target a need. I think it's really the best player that is there for them. It's not a bad roster as I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they've got some good pieces, especially on defense. Um, You look at, you know, having Derek Brown there. Shaq Thompson's still a good player. Brian Burns gets home. J.C. Horn's a number one corner. You bring in Von Bell um, at safety. I mean, Jeremy Chin's a fun player. Right. It's not a bad team, man. So so in in running down the roster now, you go back to the offense and say, okay, how can we make this better? Because remember, the offense is going to be Frank Reich's baby. He says – you got to be able to throw the win in this league, but you have to have a running component. You got to be able to be physical enough to run the ball. So he's telling somewhere on offense, they have to address some things. And if there's a, a prime player, a solid player offensively at 39, you can take that. And it's wide open in terms of what position you can take there. Yeah. I mean, I know we listed off the tight ends and they've got a, you know, a pretty deep room there, but man, it'd be kind of fun if they wanted to go out there in 12 personnel and you've got Hayden Hurst and all of a sudden now you take the big tight end Musgrave and throw him in the mix. You know, it's funny. I was thinking just Luke Musgrave would be right there. So yes, two tight tight ends, even it out, be able to create some mismatches and those things. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Saints, they are picking 29-40, so two really close to each other there, mm-hmm. and 71. Um, this is a team in the offseason. Derek Carr comes in. Uh, they bring in Jamal Williams, a running back. They lose Davenport, who we talked about. They lose a DT and David Onyemata. Um, offensively, last year, they just turned it over a ton, 27th in the league. They were 30th in takeaways on defense, 24th in rushing yards per game. Uh, defense seems to be uh, a direction I would see them leaning here at pick number 29. Mm-hmm. Um, give me your thoughts here uh, on this squad in New Orleans. Well, I mean, you have Derek Carr in the building, so you feel like Derek Carr can help you get back on track. He's not Drew Brees, but he should be a winning quarterback, a playoff caliber quarterback in a division that is very winnable right now. So what do we need to do to help this team get over the top? We lose Marcus Davenport. We want to make sure that we have enough depth and talent 
on that side of the ball to hunt and hunt in ways. Because if I'm building the Saints, I'm building them with an eye towards the Niners and the Eagles because those are the other teams that could be division winners. We need a team that can win like those con- those divisional rounds yeah. and, and conference title games. And so we got to be able to hunt the passer. We got to be able to stay in coverage. Uh, I'm thinking somebody up front, big body. Also, we got to start thinking about Cam Jordan has played great yeah. for a long time, but at some point we got to find someone to eventually replace him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And to me, it's some interesting guys here. If you look at Kalijah Cansey, who is somebody that's a little bit undersized at a pit, but very dynamic, very explosive. Think about Sheldon Rankins when he oh, was yeah, on that yeah. team. Like yes. He has a role. You can find a role for him in that defense. So I, I kind of like the idea of them going with a defensive tackle here at them that are front. Um, all right, let's get to the Falcons. They're picking 844 and 75. Um, this is a team that uh, um, last year was 31st in passing yards per game. They on defense. Buck, how's this? 31st in sacks, 31st in third down, 27th in turnovers. That is not good. Uh, they have recently added Calais Campbell. They've added Onyemata. Um, they have also added Jesse Bates, which was a huge addition to this defense. So they've added some pieces here along this defensive front and, uh, and in the safety position. But, man, they had a long way to go on defense. It's a long way. Crazy long way to be able to, to go. And the thing about uh, this team – they're really in a, an, an interesting situation because if they go all in on Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter, shout out to him, changed his number. He's back to number nine. Nice. Like he was at, at Cincinnati. Uh, he's trying to grow into the role of being the QB1. Well, we want to be able to continue to run the football. They've been able to do it with Cordero Patterson. They have Algiers, but you're sitting there at number eight. And I just remember a young Matt Ryan and how he benefited from playing with Michael Burner Turner. I'm not saying that they have to take B. John Robinson at eight. I think they're a little different than the conversation we had with the Bears. This team appears a little more ready to take a big-time running back to put behind the quarterback because it'll make him comfortable and because Arthur Smith has played with King Henry. He's called an offense with a big-time back, and he's had success with that. I just wouldn't put it past the Atlanta Falcons to make that move with B. John Robinson at eight. I also forgot about Bud Dupree, who they had added in there as well. B. John Robinson is a fascinating one. You know, Algier is a good player. Uh, Cordell Patterson is, you know, he's a unique player, one of one with what he does. I've heard that same thing, though. Don't sleep on them with B. John Robinson. I'm just looking at these wide receivers, and you've got Drake London, who we love. Uh, then it's Mac Collins, who's big and physical. Mm-hmm. Scotty Miller, solid player. I don't know that they're in that group as a true two. You know, like if we want if we want Drake London to kind of grow with somebody going mm-hmm. forward, I feel like you've got the size there with London and Mac Hollins. Those are two power forwards. If we're getting our basketball team, Buck, that's where maybe maybe eight is rich. I think eight they probably go defensive line here. Yeah. But when you look at where they're picking at pick forty four, I think they maybe find somebody you know a, another another weapon in that receiving mm-hmm. group. Maybe somebody that can really go. I can because I, I can co-sign on that. I couldn't say, hey, let's go three years in a row. On pass catchers, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and then we're going to draft Let me give you a name. How about your Tar Heel? How about Josh Downs? That'd be nice. His dad played there, too. Gary Downs. Good. Let me write that down real quick. Gary Downs. (laughs) Gary Uh, Downs played running back. Played running back. Atlanta Falcons. And they're from there. Hometown kid. Yep. I love it. I'm uh, I'm making these notes. This is like this is like taking batting practice for me with the draft. (laughs) It is great because it's like, hey, these these teams are on the clock. We're coming up with some interesting discussion points here in combinations. So, um I'm stealing that one. All right, let's go. NFC West, 49ers. Uh, this is a team picking really close together here. 99, 101, 102. Not till the third round. They've got a zillion picks. 
man, Buck, this is a defense that was so dang good, and they added Javon Hargrave into that mix. Goodness gracious. Um, they lose McGlinchey. They lose Amenahu. They lose Garoppolo. Um, Sam Donald is in the mix there. Um, you, you're hoping that you're going to get a healthy quarterback coming back and Brock mm-hmm. Purdy, Trey Lance coming off injury. They're, I don't, don't think they're messing with a quarterback unless somehow Trey Lance gets traded. Um, so if we're looking at where they're picking in the third round, look at a tackle um, as a place they could go and continuing to add you know, edge rushers, something they love to do, and corner would be a couple considerations. Yeah, so interestingly, um, they, they have a, a, a slew of these picks mid-rounds. Uh, this is A lot of this is they've been rewarded for the diversity hires. Like they've been getting third-round picks, accumulate guys because teams have plucked guys off their coaching staffs and front office staffs. And so you're sitting there at 99, and I'm thinking uh, they lose Jimmy Ward to the yeah. Houston Texans, who was a valuable nickel player. How about – Jamie Robinson from Florida State, someone who has kind of played in that role, like a tough physical uh, corner that can play, a tough physical nickel player that can play either slot defender or back up to the safety. Um, they also, like you talked about, offensive tackle, you lose them against, can you find someone to maybe groom and grow for that? But you're right. They're at their best when they're throwing waves oh, of yeah. pass rushers at them. You're sitting there, now you're just waiting, just waiting for, for someone to fall in range, someone that has a high motor, someone who has athletic traits that you like that they can kind of build up because they've been able to really develop guys uh, in San Francisco. They, they do a go, great job. I, I think I would keep an eye on uh, Motown Philly, Wanye Morris yeah. uh, from Oklahoma. He's yeah. got a little boys to men action yeah, in there, one of those picks. <laughs> um, so, they, again, the nice thing about having three picks that close together is you don't really have to make any decisions. Uh, we like these three guys. Who do we take? All of them. All them. You take all of them. Uh, all. all right, Seahawks. They are 5, 20, 37, 52. So they've got four picks in the top 52. Uh, they can do a lot of damage here offensively. Tied for 22nd sacks. Remember, they play those two rookie tackles, uh, continue to get better. They were terrible in the red zone. They were 28th defensively. They were 30th against the run. Uh, adds in the offseason, they had Jones, very talented defensive tackle. They bring back Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. They bring in Devin Bush. They signed Julian Love. Uh, they lost Rashad Penny. They lost uh, Gabe Jackson. So uh, a lot of different directions this team could go. Uh, edge rusher, continue to add to that defensive front, a defensive lineman on the interior. Wide receiver seems to be a, a, an area that they could think, address as well. Man, I, th- I think early on it's about fixing the defense. Whatever is there, they can take a pass rusher, any of the guys that are available. We can talk about Tyree Wilson. We can talk about Will Anderson. Uh, we've had a conversation about Jalen Carter being probably intriguing because he can be an interior presence, but – they can have the pick of the litter when it comes to that. At 20, you talk about a, a wide receiver. To me, you add a wide receiver, a slot receiver, a Jackson Smith and Jigba, if he's there, to what they have in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. With Geno Smith showing that he can be a deadly, accurate passer, man, you talk about taking this offense to another level. Um, they, I mean, they just – look, they got a bonus pick. You don't expect – them to be picking five while also having a playoff team. So this is one, man. You're talking about taking the best player available. Take someone that can change the tenor of your program. Can I give you a, maybe a surprising pick? Um, Seattle has not taken, I believe, the uh, the last first-round corner they took was from Miami. Uh, this is going back way back. Kelly Jennings. Kelly Jennings. Nice pull. Good pull right there. <laughs> um, it's been forever. They've been able to find guys. Richard Sherman famously, mm-hmm. obviously, Tariq Wollin, the most recent example. They've been able to find guys later in the draft. I almost wonder, let's say in this scenario, if the, let's say that they're, they're not comfortable with Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. And let's say, which is very real, that Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson, whatever order, they're Both gone. gone. If you look at kind of how where their team is and where their roster is. Devin Witherspoon. I was almost thinking about Gonzalez. Oh, okay, big. 
big. So you have Gonzalez and Tariq Wollen. You've oh, got man, two trees out there. the sun. Blocking the sun out. Is that, you know, because we're always like, what's the, what's the, we always get surprised every year. That's one of those ones. I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally eliminate that. Okay, I know so they haven't about, done corners in the first round, but so I can make about, a case. So you're talking about 6'2". So let's go all the way back to the original Legion of Boom and how big they were. So yeah. when you think about it, because remember, all of those guys were over six foot. So you had Richard Sherman, you had Brandon Browner, you had Byron Maxwell, who was also long and big and played really well in that system. Well, now you have an opportunity to do it with those bigger guys. And even though the system and scheme has evolved, yeah, what you're looking for on the perimeter certainly hasn't. And because they've had success with Tariq Woolen, why not go and get another big safety, I mean, big corner type yeah. to put out there? Blot out fun. the sun. Be fun, man. Be and fun defense to watch. Can you imagine those battles, all those big guys playing oh, one-on-one, like them going against DK Metcalf and all that? Yeah. And then maybe they come back at, at pick 20 and they stay on the perimeter and they end up getting a receiver. You know, yeah. get somebody to come in there and compliment what you have uh, at, at that side of the They're ball. trying to get back to it. And I think you can't underestimate. It's been reported they're moving Jamal Adams from safety down to the box to play weak side linebacker to go with Julian Love and Quandre Diggs. And so they're trying to get that 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 defensive identity back brought Jaron Reed back uh you talked about Jones coming up like they're trying to get that so now that corner is kind of like that missing piece to to get them back to playing that defense like they played in the early 2010s yeah no and then look you all of a sudden now you've got Julian Love who plays some nickel you've got Kobe Bryant who did a nice job in the nickel like you've got some different skill sets uh to, to, to play with there all right the Rams no first round pick they are picking 36 which is the highest they've picked in a long time uh, in several yeah, they, years, as crazy as that sounds. They picked 36, 69, 77. This is an offense that was not good last year, 27th in points per game. Obviously, the Stafford injury uh, playing a role there. Uh, 27th in passing yards, 27th, tied for 27th in rushing yards. They were 30th in sacks, Buck. Defensively, they were 21st in sacks. Jalen Ramsey no longer there. Taylor Rapp no longer there. Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd. More exodus and not a lot of additions here uh, with this group with the Rams. Well, first thing I want to do is I, I know Les Snead had that T-shirt, F them picks. Yeah. I think now we need to write on that. My bad. We need them picks. Yeah, we need just we we need those picks because right now they. How do you improve this team without being able to really get in the draft? You trade away Allen Robinson. I mean, you had a mass exodus of of, of players, mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey and those guys. I don't even know where to begin to fix this team. This team was bad, and now you have an older Matthew Stafford who's going to need more support, and you got to beef up the offensive line. I mean, because the offensive line is is really where they've had their struggles the last few years. Even though they won a Super Bowl, the offensive line wasn't great. And so, man, they just have to take best players and kind of figure out a way to stack it and sign some street free agents that are underrated but play well. But it's a I mean, look, well, here's a, a long road for the Rams. Here's back. the good news: they pick thirty six, and then they have. Two third round picks, 69 and 77. So you can trade? They have three fifth round picks. They have three sixth round picks. They have two seventh. So they got to out scout everybody, Buck. They're going to have to out scout I mean, people they, they and find some be, guys. They're going to have to be on their game. Uh, edge rusher, corner, uh, offensive line, interior D line. They could really kind of go anywhere the world's their oyster. That's kind of the good thing about where they are. The one thing I would say about them uh, that I would be a little bit more positive about at the end of the day. Cooper Cup is an elite player. Uh, mm-hmm. Van Jefferson's a solid player. You yeah. look at Cam Akers, really good player. If Stafford's healthy, he's an elite player still. Um, obviously, Aaron Donald's still playing at a crazy elite level. They still have some blues. There's still some blues on this roster. Yeah, no, there's still some blues, but man, it's, it's, it's not like the blues that they've had. So now the, the guys have to develop. And so this is, um, I would say this will 
require the best coaching job that we've seen from Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. So he has to be all the way dialed in as a coach in terms of scheming it up, developing the players. Everyone has to be on the same page. So this would be a huge challenge. Regardless of who they take in the draft, this is really on Sean McVay and his coaching staff to figure out a way to squeeze more out of what they have at their disposal. All right, the Cardinals, last one here, coming off 4-13 and 13 year. They are picking 334-66-96. They've got two third-round picks. This is a roster I have been saying I think it's the worst in the league. They're 26th and third-down offense, defensively 31st in points per game, last in, or 29th in red zone, 28th and third-down. Um, it's it's a roster that's in rough shape here, Buck. So any direction they can go. I found it interesting. We uh, we talked with Will Anderson a little bit earlier. You, did you notice he said he didn't visit with the Cardinals? <laughs> that was kind of, that was kind of surprising I, a little I, bit. I, who knows what's going on? Like, the league is so crazy. This draft has been bananas. Everyone is being cute about everything. I can't wait to Thursday so we can finally uh, – see where everyone is going instead of talking about it. But if I'm the Cardinals, man, the Cardinals are in the middle of a complete reset. You have Monty Austin Ford coming over. You have Jonathan Gannon coming over. You have these two guys are having to work through a draft together for the first time. And you have a team that doesn't have an identity. And so this is their opportunity to put their stamp. And so regardless of what the needs are, they need to make sure they have the right character fits so they can change the culture in the locker room. Um, I almost wonder with the injury to Kyler Murray and him coming back off of injury, Jonathan Gannon coming into this role as a former defensive coordinator, if he doesn't say inside that room, guys, look, we're not any good on either side mm-hmm. of the ball. Quarterback's not going to be healthy for a minute here. Let's, let's, just, sure let, let, let's just, we'll get to the offense. That's next year's problem. Let's let's reassure them. Let's try and get this defense up where we can be competitive. Because if you have a good defense, you'll be competitive. You'll You're be in games. games. Yeah. yeah. So I almost think this is, you know, maybe you can trade down from three, get a bunch of picks, and this is just throw as many resources at defense as you can. Because who knows? We don't know if Buda Baker's going to be on this team. He wants out. He wants out. Wants more money. Wants out. So, yeah, you're right. This, to me... DJ, I know they talk about Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray has been showing pitches of him squatting and getting back. Uh, I think we've already talked about him being a redshirt. Yeah. Hey, hey, but hey, but you yep. know what? Yeah, hey, don't. Nope. We'll see. See yep. you twenty twenty four. Twenty four times. We're gonna try and get this this other team. We're trying to get this team up. We can get the culture right. Get everything mm-hmm. working together so we can drop you back in and we can go. I'll tell you what, man. It might be. Uh, we might never see you again if they get the first pick next year. It might be. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyways, Caleb, is that, uh, we have the right number here? Making sure I get the right number. Um, uh, all right. That's going to do it for us today. Jam packed episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed this again. We'll have the conference call uh, coming your way tomorrow. This is a little bonus pod. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.